Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Mary, what the fuck? If you're going to die, do it fast so it's cheaper. <laughs> And welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, today we're going to continue our look at Little House on the Prairie, Season 3, Episode 17, also Part 2 of Worst Title Ever, Live With Fear or Live In Fear? To Live With Fear. Live with fear, whatever. It's directed by William Claxton, written by John Hawkins. Jenny? The description reads, While Carolyn stays with Mary, Charles sets out with Mr. Edwards to find work and send money back to the hospital. They eventually accept a mining job that involves building a tunnel for a railroad. Sick with fear over his daughter's illness, Charles disregards his own safety and everyone else's, FYI, and (laughs) faces serious danger. Can I just say, there was a different writer on the first half. How do you use two different writers <laughs> on an episode that's a part well, de- harder? It depends. Whoever, whoever, whichever MFA student is up that <laughs> round gets to write like, this that's one. That's insane, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So, Jenny, the episode starts with at least a three-minute recap. Oh, I know. Way too long. I know. And then I realized, like, this is what life was like when you had to wait week for week. Do you, forget, do you, you forget this much in a week? Sometimes you didn't forget. You didn't remember. I wouldn't forget this much in a week. Okay, so I want to say something I saw in the recap that I didn't catch the first time. Do you realize Charles tries to sell Hanson his farm for, quote, any money you can give me? I don't even need a profit. Like, what if Hanson was like, okay, here's 10 bucks. Here's a dollar fifty. Yeah, he said, any money you could give me. Oh, my God. Oh, God, that would have been. Now, see, writers, that was your wasted opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we open the real episode with the train barreling down a track. Charles and Edwards are at some kind of railroad camp, and they're being told that they're not hiring. (laughs) Charles is beating somebody up for a job. Charles argues with them, literally grabs the guy. There's a lot of Charles strong-arming people in this one. Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. They finally find some sympathetic dude who tells them to head 10 miles down the road to where they're building a tunnel. Sounds safe, Jen. Yeah. 
And then I wrote, do they have to walk there? Well, like, I like, cause Edwards is like, what's another 10 miles? I'm like, how slow is this wagon? Like 10 miles, you could walk in a day. And then next scene, I see them like walking down a sheer cliff and I'm like, okay, all right. that Yeah. That's going to yeah. be a little harder. Yep. And then I wrote, and this, this bears out throughout the episode, but I wrote, there will never be a friend as good as Edwards. No, no, no. Nope. He deserves the best Christmas presents. The best birthday presents. You need to put up with his alcoholism because he is the best. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Back at the hospital, Mr. Benson, Uh, the miserly banker from last episode, is literally harassing Caroline. He calls her away from her dying daughter to demand payment. Does he think that they're just holding out on him? Like, he knows they don't have the money. It's not like she has a purse full of cash that she just doesn't want to give him. I don't understand this. Like, what happened to the Hippocratic Oath? Are they going to throw them out onto the street? Well, Benson's not a doctor. Benson's <sighs> not a doctor. He didn't take the oath. But he's like, I don't understand because it's not like people are banging down the door to get in there. It seems empty. So, like, <laughs> it's not like they're wasting her bed. Like, it does oh, God. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, I wrote, this is ridiculous. And then Caroline, <laughs> she has this great counter argument. Where they're like trying to charge her for extra nursing, and she's like, "I've been the one nursing her." Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. She's like, "They're not even doing anything. I'm the one here doing everything." <laughs> so then she says, "Mr. Ingalls gave you his word in his note, and the money will be here." Good day, Mr. Benson. <laughs> it's like you go, Carolyn. Okay, back in Mary's room, a nurse tries to get Caroline to leave, and she refuses. Jen, because she can't pay for the nurses, she's got to be the nurse. <laughs> God. But then she asked the nurse if she can have a job. Oh my God, this is hilarious. Well, when she's talking about getting a job somewhere in town, like she kind of asked her if she knows about anything. Open a bakery, Carolyn. Like you, you bake like a maniac. Real quick, real quick. Just, Just go to the restaurant and be like, do you need some pies? Like, this open is a temporary bakery for two weeks. This is obviously her skill set, though. And then I wrote, how fucking long are they going to be there? Wow. Like, at what point do you say, like, I have to, we have to leave Mary here for a little bit, go home. Yeah. Check on our other children. Yeah. And let's not forget, like, who's, who's taking care of the Edwards farm at this point? Grace is is motherfucking doing everything. Grace is doing everything. Grace is carrying this thing on her back. John Jr.'s off writing poetry. (laughs) Carl Jr., God only knows. It's Carl and Laura running, (laughs) running the farm. Okay. So they they do offer her, Jen, a job in the laundry room. Yes. Yeah. Back in railroad country, Charles and Edwards find the encampment. Now, there is a very racist man who I'm going to call racist Willy Wonka because he <laughs> is dressed like Willy Wonka. Jenny does not get that reference because she never saw the fucking movie. I know what he's dressed in. Okay, I know that one. He is dressed like a racist Gene Wilder. Which we don't have evidence that Willy Wonka was not racist. I'm sure so, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a very racist Willy Wonka is yelling at some Chinese men. Now they are Chinese. They say that. I'm yeah. not just assuming that. Yeah. No, they say that. The foreman is telling the racist Willy Wonka that he refuses to put his men in harm's way. Okay. Racist Willy Wonka's like, oh, one little accident and you're all hiding like bitches. Well, maybe he didn't say that exact phrase, but he said something racist y like 
You don't get your chow or something. It was bad. Wait, then he says, so the um, Chinese man starts to speak in Chinese and racist Willy Wonka says, don't, or you better speak English, boy, because I don't savvy that lingo. Wow. The fuck does that mean? And I have decided next time my kids talk back to me, I'm going to tell them, I don't savvy that lingo. I have an index card. Unracist Willy Wonka. Well, no, but I want to check on this whole thing. Okay. What role did Chinese immigrants play in building the transcontinental railroad in the U.S.? So Leland Stanford, the president of Central Pacific Railroad, there was two major railroads, Central Pacific and Union Pacific, I think was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the former California governor and founder of Stanford University. He told Congress in 1865 that the vast majority of railroad workers were Chinese. Quote, without them, he said, quote, it would be impossible to complete the Western portion of this great national enterprise within the time required by the acts of Congress. What's it like to have an infrastructure bill? Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. More Chinese immigrants began arriving in the next couple of years. And by 1867, 90% of railroad workers were Chinese. Wow. So the Chinese built our railroads. End of story. Well, the Japanese built our whole entire agricultural West Coast. Don't forget, at this time, Hong Kong and China were as close in travel to California as the eastern United States. So it took Mm -hmm. just as long to get there. The Irish built a lot of the railroad in the east, but did not come out west in great numbers until after the transcontinental was complete. None of this means that the Chinese were treated with respect or treated well. Anti-Chinese racism was widespread. They were paid 30 to 50 percent less than white workers, even though they did the most dangerous jobs. Yep. So I wonder, have you ever read the book Buddha in the Attic? I know I've recommended it. No, you keep recommending it. I have to read that. I really want to read that. You need to read that book. Um, It's about the picture brides coming to the West Coast in the 19th century from Japan. I wonder if China had a similar situation with the picture brides. I don't know. That's interesting. But they were treated like shit. Yeah. Yep. And then how did we reward the Japanese Americans who built? We interred them yes, in exactly. concentration camps, basically. It's problematic, guys. And Dr. Seuss was in on that. So yes. I'm just laying that out yes. there. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Jenny. Um, so corporate suits appear. We love corporate suits, don't we, Jen? When they show up on a job site, things are just going to get better. 19th century capitalists were a big fucking problem. <laughs> For everyone. We have to look it up. I'll get there later. But the dude at the end that they have an issue with, he's he's familiar to me. Like He's in something else. The actor? Yes. Oh. So we'll look that up when we get there. Okay. Racist Willy Wonka starts throwing the Chinese dude under the bus. Not literally, although I'm sure he could, yeah. would if he could. Yeah. So Charles steps up and offers to take his job as Powderman right in front of him. <sighs> So a lot of thoughts about this. First of all, how the hell is Charles suddenly explosive expert? He's not. This is white man confidence. It's white man confidence. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Who the hell would ever think like there's, I know so many people were like, oh, I don't have expertise on that. Oh, I'm not qualified for that. Mm -hmm. They're usually Mm -hmm. women or people of color. Mm -hmm. This white guy walks in and is like, I know how to do explosives. How hard? It's explosives. Jenny, who else do you know says, how hard can it be? Dad. 
<laughs> we love you, Dad, but you have but a touch of that white man confidence. But that's usually on something like fixing the sink, right? No, like, it's on jobs too. He has done jobs he should not have been doing. <laughs> Maybe I need to get some of that. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Um, Maybe we all need a little bit more of that. Like, just just go try it. Go do it. You, yep. Clearly, we've demonstrated over the last couple of years that you don't need to be qualified for a job that you step into. Nope, nothing. Yeah. Jenny, it's important that people know what's going on here. So Wing is the, the Chinese foreman, kind of. And he's the powderman. Yes. And he refuses to be working at the pace that the railroad wants him to work at because it's dangerous. Because they have to use too much dynamite at once. Use too much dynamite at once. And we learn later, like somebody has already been injured. Yep. And he is thinking about his crew. So he's taking a moral stand here. And Charles steps in and is like, I'll do it. This is what I mean. This is like, part of me is like, is this Charles being extremely racist? Like, would he be doing this if this was a bunch of like, townspeople from Walnut yes. Grove. Yeah. Like, is it, is he, you know, like I'm wondering if it's the money that like, if is it just like, he's so focused on saving Mary. He doesn't give a shit about anyone. Or, sure is he, or is he like racist and doesn't give a shit about these Chinese people. And he's just like, whatever, like, is it so out of character for him? Right. Usually, he's trying to save and care for everyone. And let me tell you something, write this down. I am done with Charles. This episode. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't ever seem to care about, about, um, Edwards. He will get back into my good graces, but right now for you 90 days out there, you'll get this. I am Mother Debbie Dunn. Like, I'm (laughs) done. I know what that is. (laughs) Okay. So, um, racist Willy Wonka says to Wing, look, you're either walking or you're working. Decide. Oh, God. So, Wing stays. So, part of the deal Charles makes, at first, I thought he was taking his job and Wing had to leave. Yeah. But no, Wing has to work for him now. Right. Okay. Wing got so, a promotion right before his eyes, or a demotion right before his yeah, eyes. Right there. So Charles and Edwards are doing the old how hard can it be and risking ev- risking the lives of everyone in the railroad. Edwards tunnel. knows. Edwards is concerned. Not at first. Well, when at he realizes first, what Charles like, is going to do. Right. Edwards at first is like, okay, I'll go along with this, see how this plays out. We've been watching this for three seasons. I've never seen Charles with a piece of dynamite in his hand. So, like, he doesn't know how to do this. Okay. So, Charles starts packing the CO2, and then Edwards is like, oh, this is dangerous. (laughs) But the boss, he likes these daredevils. Yeah, he wants them to Mm -hmm. just keep... Because I guess the they're they're building the track behind them, and the track is nine miles away or so. Yeah. So that's an yep. X amount of time. Yep. They have to have that tunnel ready by the time the track layers get to them. And I said to Timmy, my husband Timmy and I were watching this together. I'm like, this is how they build tunnels. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck did you I, think? Did how you they think built they did with a shovel? What did you think? I don't they know. Did? I don't know. It's this was amazing, rock. though. Oh. Okay, back at the hospital, Caroline is ironing the fuck out of some bed sheets. Wait, 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 wait. I want to dig into this a little bit. How did you think they built tunnels? <laughs> I, you know, I never really thought about it. I just know that I don't trust them to be properly constructed. <laughs> did you think they were just made of soil and we just took a no, shovel to it? No, no. I, I guess, like, I'm so consumed with how did they build the subways, which I've learned that yeah, now. that's crazy. But I don't know. I just never gave much thought to tunnels. I mean, obviously, I knew they blew through it, but I, I thought, like, in other words, 
is the way they built tunnels the same as it was 200 years ago? I think and they I guess still do the some blasting. Yeah. yeah, they still, I mean, we have other like cool tools that can core into mount into rock, but we still, blasting is the fastest way to do it. No question. I guess. I guess. Okay, so back at the hospital, Caroline's ironing the fuck out some bed sheets. Jen, let <laughs> me really focused in on how they heat the irons. Oh, look how they heat the irons. They have like a fire and they put the iron on top. They used to have those heat plates too. That they, but that, yeah. that was when they had electricity though. So interesting. Why does Carolyn have different hair? Caroline has stressed out messy hair. I was wondering if it was, wait. It's I, not crisis hair. Wait, I, <laughs> is it city hair? Oh. Or is it working woman hair? It's really cute. Yeah, I like it. You know, it could be because of all the humidity in that room. Like, my hair yeah. gets like that. Like, it starts to is curl it stressy up. Me- Let's call it stressy, messy hair. I think it's city hair. Okay. All right. She's in the, like, boilers. Like, it's... I feel like city hair is what she has when she and Pa come home drunk in episode one. Oh. Yeah, okay. You know, she's, like, pulling her hair and they're making out. So maybe this is working girl hair. Maybe. Maybe. Although, when isn't Caroline working? Yeah, but she has a, she's getting paid. She's actually getting fucking paid now. <laughs> she's not getting paid in pies. Okay. So, Jen, the this nice, really matronly boss is telling Caroline she's not working piecework. Yeah, like, don't rush through this stuff. Remember mm-hmm. piecework? That's all we ever heard about. My Graham, <laughs> when she was a seamstress for the mafia... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. um she was working piecework she will tell anyone who, she would tell anyone though who listened that in her later years she worked in the cafeteria at a, a university and she would always say she worked for the mafia and that was better mm-hmm. so you yeah. know there's that guys yeah um anyway this woman tells caroline guess what jen she could sleep in the laundry room great sounds amazing mm-hmm. well it's safe for no, the hotel room cost no more paying for the hotel room. Which is good because it's like she's not even in the hotel room. I work Caroline and I had a sick kid and I just do slave labor ironing bed sheets. I would need that hotel room sitting there with a bottle of wine. <laughs> I would just drink and pass out. Caroline is never buying herself a bottle of wine and drinking the whole thing. That's never happening. Okay. In stark contrast to Caroline's warm matronly workplace, back at the blast site, <laughs> wing pulls Charles and Edwards aside and shows them the injured man. This dude is like dying. He got hit by the tunnel. Stuff fell from the top of the tunnel after a blast and he got hit by it. Yeah. So wing was loading the holes crazy. Yeah. And you know, that's what happened. Charles says, sorry, dude, we take care of our own. Can't help you. No, he says, sorry, China boy. (gasps) Yeah. Yep. I'm done. And and I'm I'm like, Since when do they take care of their own? Like Charles saves and takes care of everyone. What the hell I know. does he mean by his own? Does he mean white people? Because he's taking care of all kinds of random white people. I don't know what he means. He is okay. No pun intended here. He has tunnel vision. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Racist Willy Wonka comes in and pulls Charles out of the, the embarrassing situation and he's basically like, look, I like that you're not Chinese, so we'll pay you a little bit more. We're going to give the white people hazard pay. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. And Edwards is like, wait, guys, like, I think Wing is right. Like, I think we're endangering all of these people. Yeah. And Charles is like, whatever. 
What I'm getting there, Edwards. <laughs> so Charles is like, take care of your own. Meanwhile, he talks about his daughter who's in a state-of-the-art hospital getting like high-end surgeries. And this guy, his friend is like laying on a friggin' slab of dirt. Like this yeah. is not an equal thing, Charles. Like, oh my God. I know, I know. Jen, then we go to the hospital and Caroline's reading a letter to Mary, but I don't know who it's from. Can I just, it's from Charles. But Can when I, did he have time to pen that letter? I don't know. The, the mail comes through there. He's probably, I mean, okay. maybe he, you know what? They takes, it takes so long to get there. He could have written that on the road on his way there. Sure. Maybe on the train. Get everything. Yeah. I mean, kind of like now it takes weeks to get mail. Sure. Yeah. Um, can I, can I tell you what I wrote? I'm a little ashamed of it. Oh, God. <clears throat> Mary, what the fuck? If you're going to die, do it fast so it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was, I was in a bad mood last night. Okay. I text Jenny last night when I was watching this. I'm like, I'm enraged by this episode. <laughs> okay. So Mary starts saying, if I die, oh, tell Paul God, I love whining. him. First of all, Two weeks ago, you were going to marry John Jr. Where's he? Yeah, where the hell is... Yeah, where's your fiancé? Where's your love for him? Like, if I die, tell John Jr. I love him. She doesn't even mention him. Caroline (laughs) takes, like, a hard love approach and starts yelling at her. Good. You want to tell your father you love him? You tell him yourself, stop feeling sorry for yourself and get well. And I was even like, whoa, I need to get well over here. (laughs) Okay. The suits are back on the job site, pushing Charles and Edwards to blow up more, blow up faster, blow up harder. Edwards is like, no. And Charles is like, yep. Wing is pissed. He's like, look, the China man has to go in first. And he's going to get hurt. So you're just hurting. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't blame him. I'd be like, fuck you. Jim, what does Charles say? I'll go in first. I'll be the canary in the coal mine. I wrote in all capital letters, what good is Charles to Mary and Caroline and Carrie and Laura if he's fucking dead? Yeah, he's being a total idiot. He's being a total idiot. Like, he's worried he can't pay this hospital bill. How's he going to pay it dead? Well, you know what? This is the worst health plan I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It, it, spoiler alert. Healthcare hasn't gotten much better in 200 years or 150 years or whatever. Caroline gets a note. Mary has, or Charles gets a note. I'm sorry. Mary has her strength back and they're going to operate. Did you notice they used the old Edwards couldn't read the note again? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, a telegram. And the telegram. Charles was like looking at Ed- Edwards like what? And he's like, oh right, you can't read it. <laughs> Edwards just gets all freaked out whenever a telegram arrives. By the way. I want to shout out to those of you who've left us five-star reviews and said, my laugh is adorable. Oh, God. Jenny hears it in her dreams. <laughs> Seriously, thank all of you who's who've given us five-star reviews. Very cool. So the next day, the Chinese workers are walking off the job because Lin Chow died, their friend. The, the guy that got hit from by earlier. Yeah. And they want to, oh, my God, pause work and give him a proper burial. Yeah. Yep. Charles is like, nope, I need to keep blasting. And Edwards calls him out. That's not very Christian of you. Oh, it's... He's right. He's right. Charles tells him to shut up and fill the lanterns. Edwards starts to walk away. 
Here we go. Charles grabs him and Edwards lays him out with a punch. Oh my God, so great. I was sitting there watching. I literally went, ah! (laughs) Here we go with everyone punching each other. I'm like, wait a minute. I have to rewind that because hashtag Amy's copyright laws. It's going in the me, maybe. We got it, guys. We got it. Okay. So Edwards punches him and says, one thing I always say to my best friend, I've had enough of you in that tunnel. (laughs) Um, Part of me wonders, though, if Edwards is thinking there might be hooch at the funeral. (laughs) He thinks it's awake. And that's why he wants to go. Maybe. Did I ever tell you about the time Timmy and I crashed awake? Okay. We went to this bar and there was this big party happening in the back and we just went back there and we're oh, in the no. party. And people are asking us how we know this guy. And we're like, oh, oh shit. You're like right. there with your full beer. Like, oh no. But what was nice is everybody was so drunk by that point. Nobody really cared. Nobody cared. Nobody really cared. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Charles continues to work during the burial and sets off a huge blast. And Edwards is standing at the funeral when the blast goes off. He looks mortified. He's so embarrassed. He's so embarrassed. embarrassed. Racist Willy Wonka and Charles go into the tunnel and they're checking it out when we hear a rumble. And they heard rumbling for like 10 minutes and they're standing there. It's like, what do you think that is? Like, get out. Like, as soon as you start to hear that in the distance, you run the fuck out of there. Mimi's, if you're in a tunnel... And you hear a rumble. Get the and fuck you just, out of there. And you just set off like, you know, half a ton of dynamite. Get out of there. And if you're with Carl's Jr., get the fuck out of there. Shit's going to go down. So Edwards runs towards the danger like a true ride or die. Like you're, he he's knows, in hero mode. He's in hero mode. He's in hero mode. He knows something's wrong. He runs. And Jen, the Chinese people are not moving. They're not sympathetic. <laughs> fuck you. We're not even done burying our friend. Okay. Edwards tries to rally the workers, then manhandle them, then he literally starts throwing them in the tunnel. Oh my god. That was so bad. It was so bad. Three or four of them out of the line and literally throws them into the tunnel. It was bad. (laughs) God! Then he finally starts pleading. Like, pleading. This is my best friend. Please. Should have led with that, Edward. Should have led with that. Yeah. They just stand there. They're not moving. Then we see Charles lighting a lantern. He's okay, but racist Willy Wonka, not okay. Right. Something's going on with his leg. They're all, they're trapped though. They're buried. Oh yeah, but he's alive. They're in a little air pocket, but that's going to have a finite amount of air. Yes. But I think more air than they made it seem to be. No, probably not. Because the lanterns burn in air, don't forget. True. Edward starts digging them out, and suddenly the workers come and help because they are human beings who care right. about other people. Yep. Unlike, Unlike Charles. Charles. <laughs> now Charles has derailed this job and risked a bunch of other people's lives. Is this helping? Like, is this getting Mary better? Well, I love how the foreman is just like, you're wasting your time. Like, let's just die. <laughs> Charles is like trying to find a way out. He's like, eh. Forget then it. then Charles confesses that he lied to get the job, and he had never worked... A day with explosives. And you're sad me. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew you did not. I'm like, what is my life right now? You didn't know that from the beginning? I did know it, but I, I was waiting for him to admit it. Okay. All right. Wow. Are you okay? <laughs> what is my sad life right now? 
Racist Willy Wonka confesses that he's made mistakes of his own. Blah, 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 blah. We don't care about this rando. I feel like it doesn't cross Charles' mind that he might die. Like, it seems to not even cross his mind. He's He's like, okay, I'll just look for a way out now. He's Charles. Oh, my God. Only other people die around him, (laughs) not him. I mean, his own daughter just shot him. He just uh, that's true. He was shot like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then they notice their lantern is fading and they're running out of air. All right. Back at the hospital, Mary is very sick. So they sweep her in for the operation. No masks, no gloves, She's which they moaning. didn't have. She's moaning. She has another fever because they left diseased tissue in her. Remember they were talking about that? Yep. Jenny, did you notice that the doctor performing the surgery... <laughs> Is literally sweating into her open wounds. Oh, it was so gross. <laughs> Did you notice that the surgeon had 70 sideburns? <laughs> you look like Burt Reynolds. Yes. So they're sweating into her open wounds, but somehow the surgery goes well. And the doc says all the signs are good. So it's done. Okay. Back in the hole, Charles and Willy Wonka are praying and dying. <laughs> this reminds me of like, thank God this isn't Game of Thrones or Charles would be dead. Oh, Charles would totally be dead. Yeah, or the new favorite show that I'm watching, The Expanse. Thank you. It's fantastic. It's I'm fantastic. on season five. Oh my God, so good. Who's They're always favorite? running out of air and dying. Who's your favorite character? Oh, Amos, by far. Yeah, he's great. I love him. I love Avasarala. Yeah, Avasarala. I love her, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. She's great. And was I right? Holden isn't that bad now. He's tolerable now. He's tolerable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. As Charles is passing out, he's saying, please, God, take care of my baby. And I wrote, this is so fucking dumb. This is so fucking dumb, dude. How is your corpse going to generate money for your daughter? I guess there wasn't life insurance then. <sighs> Jesus Christ. All right, Mary is waking up in the hospital, and Caroline is so happy. Meanwhile, Paul's dying in the I feel like Caroline kind of had an expression on her face, like, I'm thinking, Caroline, just get up and walk out the door and never come back. Go start your bakery. <laughs> just just end this nightmare. Just leave. <laughs> just walk out. Start your bakery. You think she Caroline should have her family? Yes. Oh, <laughs> She's had enough. Oh, my God. Remind me, Jen, in my life insurance, I have to change. I have you as the custodian for my children. I got to <laughs> Just get up and walk out. Go start Carolyn's Artisanal Bake Shop. Like, no, she'd have to change her name. Paul would track her down. <laughs> Doesn't matter. She's not going with them. They can know where she is all they want. She's not going to change things. Okay. So, Jenny, let's talk about this rescue scene. Charles is... Praying and dying and oh dear God, take care of my kids. And he starts to go to sleep, aka pass out. out. Yeah. And all of a sudden we hear rumble and Edwards breaks through. They poke he pokes his head through and they laugh hysterical at each other. I have ride or motherfucking die. Like this guy. Oh, this shit. guy. I need an Edwards in my life. Where's my Edwards? Where's your Edwards? Your Edwards moved to London on you. I don't see Steve Locke digging through a tunnel with his bare hands to save my life. I don't know. Maybe. We'll have to ask him. We'll have to pose that question. He would hire people to do it. I could go either way. <laughs> but I... I Jenny, would you dig through a tunnel to save me? I would hire a team to do that. Would you dig through a tunnel to save Lafayette Beetle? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I would, I would push him down the tunnel. <laughs> I would be like, here's that stupid squeaky toy that sounds like a clown shoe. Go get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So but I think the laughing on Charles' part is like Charles from the lack of air is probably delusional. But how cute is Mr. Edwards' laugh? <laughs> he has the funniest laugh. It's so cute. Okay. So the suits are back, Jen, and they're pissed. Yeah, because this is slowed down to nothing. Because that's right. what happens when you have a disastrous accident that you were asking for. And racist Willy Wonka punches the guy in the face. Now that's the guy. We need to pause. Because he's the father in another sitcom. We just have to find out what it is. Okay, pause. We're back. The guy is James S-I-K-K-I-N-G. He was the dad in Doogie Hauser. Thank you. Thank you. No, that's not where I know him from. That's where I fucking know him no, from. He was on Hill Street Blues. That's where I know him from. Okay. But he was also, I said he was a dad from somewhere. Do you want a fucking medal for that? Yes. Yes, I do. No yes, one cares. Okay. Literally no one cares. <laughs> okay. So, Jen, the the team bands together and they make all sorts of threats and demands. <laughs> <laughs> They're unionizing. Yeah, the suit relents to everything wing gets promoted racist willy wonka stands up for them demands they slow down be safe the suit concedes and he leaves later we see charles arriving in rochester he gets to the hospital and finds mary's bed empty again and he almost dies and then he finds caroline and mary coming back from the garden mary's walking around all healed up they reunite in the middle of the hallway end of show did that guy get punched? Did we talk about that guy getting punched? Yeah, we punched? talked about it. Okay. Somebody punched him. Was I, it, it was racist Willy Wonka who punched the suit. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. because it took Charles bullying, butting in there, taking over, ignoring the person who had been running things, ignoring that advice, almost killing himself and others, getting rescued by the guy who he doubted. Mm-hmm. That It took him all of that to then be like, oh, yeah, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I respect you. Racist Willy Wonka punched Doogie Howser's father. I feel like in the 19th century, you're getting punched in the face. Like, is it the 19th century or is it the 1970s? I was going to say it's some Creek justice that's being handed out there. I feel like there wasn't a creek nearby. I went down to the creek and beat the shit out of them. But you're getting punched in the face at some point in time. Some point in time. All right. Now, I have a gift for everyone. Oh, God. You know how I've been talking about how much I fucking hate how these shows just end abruptly. Oh, did you write a new ending to this? Let's go to Amy's Rewrite Corner. This literally took me two minutes to write. Okay. Charles and Caroline embrace. They're in the hallway. He asks if she's been getting the money he's sending. And she says, yes, yes, Charles. And it was just enough. Mr. Benson has cleared us to go, and he hugs her again. The next morning, we see the Ingalls saying goodbye and loading Mary into the wagon. Caroline is saying a tearful goodbye to the nurse who she's become close to. Sarah. Charles shaking the doctor's hand and tells him, thank you for saving my little girl, Doc. I can never repay you. The doctor saying to Mary, you take care of yourself, young lady, and no more horsing around, you hear? They all laugh. Oh, God, this is terrible. No, but this is in their voice. This is what those writers would write. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Okay. 
They get into the wagon, and as they're ready to leave, Mary says, Ma, Pa, do you think we can go straight to the Edwards and get Laura and Carrie? I miss them. Of course we can, sweetheart, says Pa. Of course we can. Smiles at Caroline. She's teary. The wagon goes into the sunrise. End of end of scene. Credits begin to roll. Halfway through the credits, we get a bonus scene. Paul walks into the drama bar with the shotgun, shoots Jack in the face. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you write a fucking ending to these. My ending would be they they didn't pay off the bill. It's slightly short. And they get imprisoned in this in Rochester and they have indentured servitude and now Mary's well enough to also be part of that indentured servitude. Wow. That's dystopian. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? One little goodbye scene where they're leaving the hospital and saying goodbye to everybody is enough to give you closure. To be fair, I'm just as bored and I wasted five more minutes of watching it. Oh, whatever, Jenny. <laughs> Mimi's liked it. Mimi's, let us know in the Mimi B group if you liked my alternate ending. I'm sure they did. I, I did like I did like Jack getting shot. I thought that was good. Well, because the whole time I'm like, can you fucking believe Jack caused all of this? Jack caused all of this. This leads me to Jenny. Whose fault is this? Well, I did a whose fault is it for this episode. I know. It was Jack's fault. In the, like, the whole thing is Jack's fault. We agree. <laughs> But the who fa- whose fault is it in part two is that damn outdated flyer that was hanging up. <laughs> it's the damn railroad company's fault for not taking down outdated flyers. It's true. It's true. Don't go hanging flyers around because they become outdated and no one ever collects them. Let me say, as we're talking about Jack, it is all of his fault. But I want everyone to know I don't advocate shooting dogs in the face. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that. No. I wrote it to be funny. This don't is a fictional dog. This is a fictional, fictional dog. I think this is all Charles white man confidence fault. Oh, well. All of it. All of it? Like all Mary's illness? This episode. Oh, okay. This episode. Okay. And the endangerment of Wing and his men. Well, the reason I said it's the flyer's fault is because I feel like he would have just gotten a job in town or something. Like the whole reason he was out that way is because yeah. of that damn flyer. Yes. Yeah. I we can blame Hanson a little bit too. If he'd just given him three dollars for his farm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put together three bucks, Hanson? The, the mill is failing and they're only open one day a week. I know I'm really worried about the town. They're in a recession. <laughs> Okay, Jen, uh, at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back and think about maybe a lesson or something we learned or were scarred by from the original airing that we took with us into adulthood and or something we noticed on the rewatch. We call it our why, and it's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. So, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why you cannot be surprised that there is systematic racism in America. This shit was pumped into us from the media from a very young age. Recognize it, call it out for what it is, and deprogram yourself and others. Like, you don't have to erase Little House. You don't have to be like, we can never watch this again. Like, you know, this this is, this is cast, right? Like, this is already done and over, and it's not like they're making this show today. But just be aware of it. Call it out. Be like, this is not okay. Like, the fact that we saw, like, these things, you know, from childhood, yeah, it's programmed into us whether we know it or not. Like you're not always conscious of it. So just be aware. Be aware. 
deprogrammed no, it's it's programmed into us 100 percent. yeah i yep. agree and it's it's okay you know to say this is a bias that i was raised with and i used to hold yeah, yeah. but i don't anymore and that's okay right you know i realize it's wrong and spread that around that it's wrong. And it, and it could have been an unconscious bias. Like that's a yeah. lot of the problem is unconscious bias is that you don't even realize that it's in you sometimes. Like, Absolutely. Be aware of it. Like we're, and, and as time goes on, we see more and more of this. Like there was just a big article I read about friends and all the fat shaming episodes. And yeah, like, like well, that. I have fat. a real problem with that. Yeah, yeah. Like again, it was made in the nineties. They're not, you know, it's not a show that was made yesterday. If it's a show that was made yesterday, that's a different problem. Yeah. But like be aware of it. Call it out. Not okay. Yeah. It never okay. was. It never was okay. Yes. I have a real problem with fat shaming. I talk about this a lot. I feel like it's the last acceptable prejudice. Yeah, I agree. It drives you. me crazy. <clears throat> okay. Uh my why a little different. <laughs> I this hope is- it's this is why you never ever take unnecessary risks with your own life when you're a parent. Because you always have to think that other people are depending on you. And so Charles just getting killed does nothing. It doesn't help them at all. It doesn't, it hurts them in the long run. And not only that, not only that, what if he kills Edwards? Yeah. You're going to trust Carl's Jr. to run that fucking farm? I'm not. He's going to be smoking his weed and hanging out in mines. Well, it's not even though he depends on, like, they depend on him. Like, that's true, too. But, like, the psychological, but the psychological impact of losing a parent is, Mm -hmm. you know, changes a kid's life forever. Right. But in those days, especially. There was no safety nets. There was nothing. There was no safety nets. I mean, look at Julia Sanderson. She had to yeah. fucking give her kids away in church because she was dying and the husband was already dead. Yeah. Like you just, you, he would have orphaned his entire family. And yeah. what could, like, you have to think like he a parent, Charles. He was thinking he's indestructible. That's yeah. what he's thinking. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Okay. Jen, before we leave today, I want to give a shout out to another hero mode patron. Oh, yay. And that is Suzanne T. So thank you, Suzanne, for your money (laughs) and your love and your support. Welcome to the hero mode level of our Patreon. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a subscription service. You can pay as little as $5 a month and you get two bonus episodes every month from us. You get the regular feed commercial free. And you get some other goodies. So check us out at genxthisiswhy.com and you can find a link to Patreon on there. Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Uh, Okay, while she's doing that, I'm going to tell you that (laughs) if you want to hear a solid hour of Jenny and I shitting all over Jaws 3D, that's coming up. Sign up up for Patreon. That's coming up. Yeah, Jaws 3D is coming up on Patreon. We're finishing up the crown on the regular feed. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't recorded these things yet, but they're coming up. Cobra Kai season three. We're going to do Dracula from, I think it was 91 or 92. I forget when that was. Mm-hmm. And which little house is next? We're going to do, um, I think it's the finale of season three. I think it we're better trying- be better than the finale of season two, which was that stupid. I'm taking my shit and going home. I'm taking my shit and going home. And there's going to be a tornado that you can't see. <laughs> that was, 
Yes, it is the um, it is Gold Country, the long play. Oh, oh no. Jesus. Jesus. Who is titling these things? Um, this is episode 21, season three, the finale. Mm. A heavy rain has been falling in Walnut Grove for two months and shows no signs of stopping. Charles fears that his crops will suffer and his family will go hungry. What? He takes them on a 400-mile journey for a temporary new life in gold country. Carolyn opens and teaches a Opens and teaches a school in a tent. Swear to God, that's what it says. <laughs> right in the middle of the town. But it proves to be less than ideal learning environment for everyone. What? Wow. What? Can't wait to dig into that. I thought there was going to be some more like Pan of Gold by Laura. <laughs> I want to see flash flooding. But we have to get out of season three, guys. We're just. Season- I mean, no. Whew. Season three has been the highlight of my quarantine. I know, but it's been so fucking dramatic. Like, I, <laughs> Season four, I think, is even going to be more dramatic. I don't know how you... Bully, bully Boys is the bar. How do you get past that? I don't know. There's an ape in season eight or whatever. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think. There's one more thing I wanted to say. Yeah, we had a lot of requests for stuff in season four. So let's let's get to that stuff. Oh, I know what I want to say. Um, guys, if you haven't already, join our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees. You can go to Gen X This Is Why on Facebook, and you can see the, the post just pinned at the top of our page there to join our Facebook group. And if you're in our Facebook group, if you're already a Mimi, share share some videos of extreme weather with us, guys. Oh, my God. I wanna, this is what we're particularly interested in. Big waves. So, so you're asking people to do a Google search for you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Some of your favorite weather. We like we like big big waves. That's our number one. If Did you, you see that one? It's off the coast of Portugal, I believe. That's the yeah. biggest surfed wave. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> um, tornadoes, not so much. Av- the avalanche was yeah. really good in the Crown. That was really good. Um. How about so, if the wave has a giant shark in it? Bonus if the wave bonus, has a shark in it. Bonus. Any any giant uh, marine <laughs> life. <laughs> giant marine life also interests us. I think you have to watch Mega. Yeah. I'll have to. I'm sure it's not good. But. I've realized that I like anything that's mini. Like I like mini things. And I like mega things. Nothing in between. Okay, okay guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Hi everyone, Amy here. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really helps us to grow the podcast. If you'd like to support us, please consider joining our Patreon feed. Patreon.com slash Gen X, this is why. We're also on Facebook, and we have a Facebook group called the Mimi Bees, M-E-M-E-B. You can find this and all other information, including an email address for contact, at www.genxthisiswhy.com. Thanks so much, and thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.